Hello and welcome to The Unmissables. It's the 51st episode of the world's most um, intimate... Intimate? Yeah, it's intimate. Intimate, I've decided. Uh, pop culture podcast, Kay. I'm excited about it. Featuring you, Kay Ribeiro, me, Boyd Hilton, and you, Stephanie Seelan. Hello. Stephanie has just <laughs> consumed a rather large item of chocolate. It was a Freddo. Have you got it stuck now in your teeth? Mm, but it's it's nice because I'm sort of licking around my teeth and it's mm, I like it. This week, we are previewing three big Easter. I'm calling it an Easter special. You can't. Do you know why? Because last week you called it an no, Easter no, no. special. Yeah, but this time we've got Easter Sunday, Easter Day, <laughs> wow. and Easter Monday covered. That's two days of okay. Easter. We only had one day of Easter last week. So this is Easter special two. Okay, that's make, all I want. Easter he makes the rules and he breaks the rules. <laughs> yeah. We are going to be previewing Ordeal by Innocence, the new, the latest Agatha Christie yes. adaptation. And you'll be pleased to know it doesn't feature Poirot. Neither. Oh, we don't want to go down. No, Poirot neither hole. the new version of Poirot nor the old version of Poirot. Poirot don't is make me lash out. never to be seen. I watched that at the weekend. Murder on the on Orient Express. Yes. Yeah. Now, how did you feel oh, about excellent. his moustache? Are you bringing that up again? I'm so sorry. I'm very briefly. I thought the moustache. <laughs> Comical. They're like the girth of the moustache, if that's oh, a kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I never want to hear the word girth anyway, but... But it, but it was... It was it was weighty. And do you see what I mean about the, the attention to detail of his clothing, how he was just a bit yeah, unkempt at times? Yeah, thank shoddy. you, Steph. You're just agreeing with her for the least for least, least of path resistance. Only path 10% resistance. of me is doing that. Only 10%. <laughs> Only 10. Okay, fine. Anyway, Ordeal by Innocence is the big BBC One Easter Day show. First of three pots. It was meant to be on at Christmas. We're going to that and into why and the wherefores of that. And we'll be reviewing it. And it's very exciting. Then we have Deep State. Fox. It's on the Fox Channel. This could be the first Fox Channel review we've done, I think, in the 51 yeah, weeks is, we've been yeah. going. Um, that welcome, starts, Fox. Welcome, mm. Fox, to the podcast. That starts next Thursday, the 5th of April. And it stars um, lots of very interesting people. Mark Strong, for one. Mm. And finally... Easter Monday sees the start of Channel 4's extremely ambitious and unusual CGI live-action crossover thing called Kiss Me First from Brian Elsley's Creative Skins. Oh, well, did he? Well, he created okay. Skins. Co-created cool. Skins. I think with his son. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Mm. Oh, and it's really weird because Dempsey's in Joe uh, Dempsey, yeah, was in Deep Skins. Deep State. So yes. got a bit of a Lots theme. of connections, lots of connections. Um, before any of that, though. It's time to hear what programmes on Netflix Steph has particularly enjoyed this week that deal with crime. Well, I really have been on the Netflix non-stop all weekend. Okay. The first thing I watched, and this has not got any crime in it. Wow. Okay. Dogs? Do no, no dogs. Take your pills. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it, yeah. No. This is a documentary about the terrible problem in America of college students taking Ritalin and amphetamine derivatives. It's very, very bad for you. It's given to you if you've got ADHD. Mm. And there's a, it's, like a, it's an epidemic of them taking it in college to get, to get Wait, them Wait, they're saying particularly amongst kids? Because I know they've got an opiate problem in America, but they're saying particularly amongst kids. Uh, college students. Yeah. College students and young graduates are basically ruining their lives, taking 40 a day. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and they're nuts. These, are, these aren't opioids, though, are they? No, these, no, no, no. These, these are vitamins. Yeah, right. These are yeah. Yeah, no, no, this is a different thing. I, I'm not very big Just in the drug say, scene. We've got to get our drug. Listen, well, pharmaceuticals I didn't are not your the difference. Point. Yeah. That's okay. These, this, so 
and I've got a really amazing fact. Okay, so you know, like how in America they overprescribe prescribe drugs all the time yeah. to kids. So the Ritalin, which you have if you have ADHD, mm. was originally developed by a scientist. Okay, and he's got he had this wife, and he just looked at his wife one day, and he thought, I'd like my wife to just be a little bit slimmer. <laughs> and I'd like her to be better at tennis, okay? And so... He sounds like a real catch. Right. He basically formulated this drug, okay? And it's called Ritalin. And his wife was called Rita. That's brilliant. And it's because he wanted Rita to be lean. So its initial... No. Its, its name was Rita sure this Lean. Are you sure this wasn't a joke? 100% this is my, this one is of my great greatest fact. facts great of all fact. time. That is one Rita of your best lean, facts of all time. And now it's called Ritalin. And obviously it does That's suppress your appetite. I know. It's a brilliant fact, isn't Good it? Good old Rita. Lovely Rita me to And, she, did she, lean now. and she was thinner and apparently she did get better at tennis. But oh that gosh. is not why you should make That sounds drugs. like an endorsement of yeah. Ritalin. Yeah. Anyway, so it's absolutely fascinating. There's loads of um, college students talking about how it's made them smarter and more alert. And then there's also people saying, oh my God, somebody completely collapsed from taking all this. Obviously, she shouldn't take that many drugs. But one of the crucial points in it is they do a study and they actually find out it makes completely no difference at all to your cognitive capacity. So just don't do it, kids. Say no, even if you think it makes you feel better. Like it doesn't Zamo. do anything. It makes you, be, you're able to focus more, but it actually, <laughs> you, wait, in terms of in terms Drug of advice testing, from Steph, this is a new slot. Listen, this is my new, this is <laughs> yeah, medicinal I mean, advice from me. I'm not doubt, doubting your expertise. I'm just saying, let's let's not, Advise all of our just to take off, go off their meds or anything well, like no, that. I'm, we'll just always consult a proper Always consult physician. your physician. Yeah. yeah, I think is the main listen, message. I never listen to Steph. Therefore, <laughs> okay, I know what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Doctor the Steph. next thing I watched. Now, I really wish we'd all watch this. Is Wild Wild City, six part documentary on, <laughs> on Netflix. Netflix about it's about a cult. Okay, Ooh. which I had never heard of before. Okay, it's a now. I would love to know what you guys thought of this. Is basically it's about this guy, this Indian guy. In actually originated in um, Bombay and Pune. Yeah, places. Two you, places I've just been to. Yeah, and he's basically he was this kind of spiritual leader, and um, he had this secretary. I don't want to give too much away. He had this got this young secretary, and they decided to have this kind of meditative, nice now. It wasn't a cult to begin with. It was kind of like a place where people would come. And then they had to leave India. And then they settled in a place just outside a little town called Antelope in America. And they called it Rajneeshpuram. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they basically founded a whole city where they were going to have 50,000 people. And they, they managed to get this whole city. They did their own waterworks. They did their own electricity. And so far, so good. I mean, and they just said, oh, yeah, we're just all about humanity. And they always always have to, like, wear red and orange. And it was like, mm. all re- it just seemed really, What well, if that wasn't your really colour? Nice. Well, that was very difficult for some people. But that, them's the rules, okay? Mm. Um, and so this secretary who kind of looked after everything, Mar Sheila, her name was. It As in Mar Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A. No, double E. Oh, okay. Please, just, yeah, double E. Mar Sheila, take a bow. It all took a little bit of a strange turn when... Some people tried to murder some people and they tried to overtake the county in America. It it sounds completely crazy and it is. It's six parts. It's deeply engrossing. And I'd never, ever heard of this place. Have you ever heard of it? No. Yeah. What's it called again? It's called Wild Wild City. (laughs) 
And yeah, and wow. they were investigated by the FBI, and it's fascinating. A lot of you kind of, I watched the first four, and I was like, this looks like a great kind of. It doesn't even look like a cult. It's just like a load of really nice people dancing around and looking happy. But and then it, it gets deep, a bit murdery. Well, they did. Oh, do you know what they did? They injected chocolates with them. Um, poison and stuff like that <gasps> it's all a bit sinister i don't want to give too much away they injected chocolates with yeah, poison it's just there's a oh, lot and you of, love chocolate there's a yeah. lot i know can you imagine i've been furious anyway a lot a lot of bad st stuff went down but the greatest thing <laughs> one of the greatest things i've ever watched i watched this weekend it's four parts it's called the defiant ones have you heard of this yes. on the netflix yes Kay, mm -hmm. you will absolutely love this. Why? Right? Because it's got Dr. Dre in it, who I know you love. <gasps> big fan. Yeah, big fan, Dr. Big fan Dre. Dre. And Jimmy Iovine. Okay, Jimmy Iovine, who is a massive... Who he? Who he, he's a huge record producer. He married, um, you know... Um, you know Kirsten, Kristen Stewart when she had oh, that yeah. affair with that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was married to Liberty Ross. Yeah. Okay, Liberty Ross is now married to Jimmy Iovine. Oh. I know. That's an aside. God, all the facts. Today. All the facts. Right. So this is about the two titans of Beats headphones, of which I know you have some and I have some. Do yeah. you have some? No. Right. Why not? Uh, I've got other kinds of headphones. Yeah. But Apple have got Beats now, so surely you should have those because you have um, a big Apple. Yeah, but I've got Apple, 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 Apple headphones. Yeah. It's what fine. do you mean Apple, Apple headphones? Apple what headphones. Apple, Apple headphones. Just the little ones that earbuds. Yeah, and I've got other ones. That, they are yeah. not sufficient. You got to get some beats, some wireless beats, Boyd. Yeah, I don't need now. Fine, thanks. They're all the. Yeah, I've got some Supreme Bose ones. They're better. They're good. <sighs> Carry on. Anyway, so simultaneously talks about um, these two growing up, uh, East Coast and West Coast, and then it all culminates in how they got this huge 150 billion dollar deal, million dollar deal for Apple to buy Beats headphones. It's absolutely brilliant because it's basically the story of um, Dr. Dre, hip hop. It's got an ama it's got amazing music. What's this and called? It's got to it's called the Defiant Ones. Right, You've it got to watch it, Kay. You will love it. I watched it all in one sitting. Every episode is like an hour. And hour how many 20, episodes? Four. So it's got a load of stuff invested. back. Tupac in. It's all got like all the um, East Coast West Coast rap rivalry. It's absolutely brilliant. You'll love it. If you don't know, it's one of the best music documentaries I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. Big claims this week. Big words. It's, it's honestly, Big if claims. You watch one Huge thing, claims. If you watch one thing this Easter, watch that because it's so, so fascinating. And if you love like 90s music, 90s Who doesn't? Like, who doesn't? Then it's just amazing. Fools. And I'd like to be commended because none of the things that I've talked about had dogs in. Not one of them. They were all on Netflix though. I mean, they're all on Netflix and the middle one has crime in it. Doesn't mm. it? Not really. There's probably a oh, bit of crime in um, oh, in the two pack one. Murder oh, is crime. Oh yeah. yeah. Everyone was getting murdered. Everyone's getting then. murdered. Yeah. yeah. In the nineties. Also, we should highlight we're not being battle. sponsored by Beats, although if they well, want nor to. Netflix. Mm, yeah. Oh. I would like some new Beats actually. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Have you, have you finished? Yes, Just I have. Checking. Oh, Just checking. I didn't have. There were no dogs in it. Okay. Commend big, me. Good. I, I commend you. Keep praise upon her for your lack of dog-based crime dog Netflix action. programs. Thanks. When Netflix does the dog crime series, mm -hmm. when's that happening? I mean, that's going to be a that big would be moment. That would be. There big should be in a dog calendar. detective, shouldn't there? Mm. A dog that solves uh, crime. Lassie, hello. A modern one. Making mm. a dog murderer. Making a dog murderer. That would be like the dream project dream. for you, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh my God. Start yeah. working something up. Yeah. I feel like I, when I retire, I'm going to be like one of those people with a dog who solves mm. crime. I should just do that now. Yeah. I'd be really good at that. Yeah. 
Dogs behind bars. Yeah, so many good Snoop things. Dogg. You could literally Ooh. be Snoop Dogg. Did I tell you bars. about? Did I tell you about Girls Incarcerated? You did. Yeah. yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Did I? Dogs Incarcerated. That's on Netflix as yeah. well. Girls Incarcerated. Yeah. Dogs about in, yeah. girls going crazy behind yeah. bars. <laughs> anyway, I'm stopping now. Kay, have Kay. you got Ooh. any programs or things you've watched listened to that don't involve dogs, crime, nor Netflix? Yes, I've got all of those things. Go ahead. Have both of you been keeping up with Marcella? No. No. And I feel what? bad because it's very much been the talk of uh, talk of my associates, and I feel bad. I'm that curious. I think we're associates. We haven't been talking. Other about associates. We're friends. Okay. Other associates. Close friends. Other associates. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Then should, should I not talk about it? Because I wanted to discuss theories, how we think it's going. Maybe I'll hold off another week. Hold off for another week. I need I'm you guys catch to catch up. Easter. No, we'll do we'll do it on just the episode that comes out on Tuesday after Easter because <laughs> okay. that's when I want to talk about it. <laughs> the episode that comes out on Tuesday after Easter. Yeah, okay. we're recording it this week. Which is not not even the finale. It's no. just a random episode. We need to talk about I just think it's so it's great. I, I can't stop watching it, but it's so so dark. 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 Oh, this is the it's one darker that you, than ever that Boyd was like, "Oh my god, there's yeah. some serious yeah. pedophile things of, that are happening." Yeah, it's one of the darkest primetime ITV things I've ever seen, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and we've also got to do the Save Me special, spoiler special. So maybe we'll do both of them. We'll analyse them both. Mm. When is Save Me finish finished? Like on people that are watching. When does it, it finish? Just... Finish. Um, yeah, but uh, is, didn't it all come out as one? Yeah, yeah but, but some that, people watch we know it they watch it weekly as well. <sighs> come on, stop being a TV. We've explained fascist. this before. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. But uh, but yeah, I really want to sit. Got to sit down and watch the rest of. Okay. Marcella. So next episode, we're going to talk about Save Me, mm. and we'll talk about this as well because I need to get your analysis and find out who you think did it. Okay. 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 All right. Well, I'll move on then to the good fight. Now, do either of you watch that? No, but I always really enjoy the adverts because it. <laughs> no, I do because I think when I watch the adverts, oh, God, they're very well done. Aren't they, they are well done. Quite theatrical. But I feel like I know what happens because you know there's that advert at the moment that's who, where he goes, just because a few lawyers got shot, you all think you're in danger, and then that some shot fires out and then they all duck that looks really exciting is that's what's it is happening? very theatrical do you know what? even the opening credits are very theatrical that mm. is a part of the story so anyone who hasn't seen it it is the spin-off of the good wife which was fantastic and i urge you if you haven't seen it fantastic how fantastic. many uh series is the good wife seven. Oh, i know i'm out <laughs> <laughs> no it's that's a brilliant legal drama starring um juliana Margulies mm. as alicia florick and boyd's friend chris, chris noth 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 noth, noth. I'm calling him Noth now. He's no friend of ours. He's no friend Noth. of ours. Um, and anyway, this is a spin-off. And lots of other people, yeah. yeah. Including Christine Baranski, yeah. who plays um, Diane Lockhart, who is the, the principal actress in this, and is about a Chicago law firm. And so first episode of the new series, season two, and I was like, hmm. No. thought we'd lost it. Oh, it. It was a bit slow, and I was no. like, no. Slow? Yeah. Wow. Compared, to, compared to how it usually is. Because that's the thing about The Good Wife slash... And I watched the first series of this uh, very programme you were yeah, discussing. It and it was incredibly fast-moving and pacing. I just felt it was a little bit slow. No. I mean, what I do love about it is that it'll always reflect what's going on. So it was yeah. Trump-based storylines involved. Yes. It was really... It's very, yeah. Good story. Reactive. Mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, the first episode, I was disappointed. <gasps> but second episode, back on form. Oh, okay. Because the, um, one of the lawyers, Maya... Played by, is it Leslie Rose? Rose Leslie. That's it, Rose Leslie. Got it wrong. Now, there's a name that you can get mixed up with the first yeah. and the second Who is name. Um, engaged to Kit Harrington. Yeah. Our friend. Leslie friend Rose Leslie. Yeah. Rose Leslie. Rose She's, Leslie. And you would Rose get it wrong. Rose. so nice. Do you remember, I spoke to her at um, the TV BAFTAs once and I could not, she is so well-spoken. Really? Yeah, she's like a proper lady. She talks mm, she's like She's a very well-brought-up young lady. She really is. Mm. I expected her to be As like... As is Kit Harrington. A very well-brought-up oh, very well brought up young man. He's a very well-brought-up young lady. Does he sound posh in real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Harrington. Massive posho. 
Harrington is very... The Harrington dynasty is oh, like yeah. they, and you actually know... His... Are they the dog people? Are they like the Harringtons? Oh, don't a... bring it back no, to dogs. No, because it is a dog brand. Is what it? are the Harringtons? No, 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 he was he's connected, wasn't he? To History that, of when um, gunpowder gun to, to the to the oh, people. Is that why he did that? To the people who did the no, thing. No, we discussed that. Yeah, we discussed that. Come on. I wasn't here for that. Really? Oh, I forget that you've missed some. I've missed like two, and you always talk about the ones I've missed. Anyway, Rose Leslie. Yeah. Fight. So. Second episode, it's yes. all about Maya and her court case. So her okay. dad has been accused of defrauding loads of people of millions of pounds, did he do of it? dollars. Yes, he did, Ooh. but he's done a he's done a bunk <gasps> and let her take the Ooh. take the Poor Rose Leslie Rose. So it's Parenting. awful. So her court case starts, so it's very exciting. And also we see Colin and um Luca, two opposing lawyers, and Luca's defending Maya, uh, her character. Um and it's brilliant because they had, you know, a bit of a relationship last season. And oh. so it's all the sexual tension in court. Oh, very good. Also, just say Leslie is played by, uh, Luca's played by Kush Jumbo, which I think is a fantastic name. Kush Jumbo. Kush Jumbo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, CJ. Jumbo Kush. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> Jumbo, <laughs> Kush, Jumbo. Jumbo Kush Jumbo. Jumbo Kush Jumbo. Rose Leslie, I need to practice that. Rose, Rose, Leslie. Rose, Leslie. Yeah. Rose Leslie. Especially when right. you're going to the wedding. Yes. Get Don't get it wrong. Yeah. Oops. No. Um, and the final thing I want to talk to you about is Blockers. Oh, it's yeah. a film. It's coming yeah. out this Friday. Oh, I've heard good things about this film. I but really it's really funny. Kate. Yeah, Leslie Mann. Mainly from Kay's Instagram. John Cena. Yeah. It's really and good. Twitter. Yeah. I thought I thought it wouldn't be, you know, that funny. You know, sometimes you get mixed reviews on these things. But it's actually really, really What's funny. What's it about? Okay. It is about three uh, college best friends. Mm -hmm. They make a pact to pop their cherry on prom <gasps> night. Yes. To with each other? No, no, no. They're all girls. Okay. <laughs> right. And um, they, their parents find out and they try and do everything they can to stop do them. Do they have people and hilarity ensues. lined up to do the cherry yeah, popping? One, yeah, some, like, one of them's got a boyfriend, right. one's got a best friend, and one is actually, uh, she thinks, like, she's gay, but she thinks, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'm not, maybe I'll just, right. like, you know, So it's all prearranged cherry popping yeah. to happen on that night. Yeah. Hilarity ensues. Parents find out, do everything How they can. How on earth would they find out? Well, because, actually, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But it's really, it genuinely Tell is really funny. Oh. Like I was barely laughing in the cinema. So Ooh. go and see that. If anyone needs an Easter film to your go and see. Your belly was laughing. Yeah. yeah. You know wow. when you hold your belly, you go, ho, 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 ho. Yeah. 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 I was yeah, guffawing. Yeah. Actual guffaw. Like Santa. Laughing out loud. Yeah, LOL. Also, <laughs> I learned something. Beer chugging I didn't know was a thing. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Chugging beer? Yeah. Well, this in this case, <laughs> it wasn't through the mouth. Oh, to ooh. get my drift. No, I didn't. Didn't know that. Well, let's say a hose pipe was used. Through anyway, the, yeah, you know, ch you know, well, you know what beer chugging is. <laughs> Steph is pointing to her backside. I, I, I understand <laughs> what it is now. Yeah. Bottom. Beer oh. bottoming. Thanks. Thanks for spelling it out. Yeah. 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 So it's informative as well. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So everyone should should see that. That is uh, blockers. Out on Friday, is that right? Yes. Is that what it's called? The Blockers. film? And The Good Fights. Leslie Mann's in, isn't she? Leslie Mann, oh. I, I said. I do believe. Yes. Did you and and John Senna, the wrestler, turned actor. Oh, John Senna, yes, yeah. he is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's funny. And, uh, but Boyd, yes, no one cares about what we've been yes, watching. Yes, they do. What have you been watching? Well, I've been watching... One thing I wanted to mention is... And I know this is supposed to be the slot where we talk about, you know, stuff that's happening at the moment. It's not it? supposed to be. It, it is. It is. I know. I'm breaking the rule a little bit, as I, as I often do. Because um, The City in the City is on this week we're doing. It's on Friday. It's on Friday the 6th of April. 
at nine o'clock on BBC Two. It's one of the best things I've seen this year. The city in the city. The city and the city. The city and the city. And who's we, in it? We're not David Morrissey, who's one of the nicest, greatest actors in the history of the world ever. Mm-hmm. Is he a close personal friend? S- semi-close personal friend. Oh. Um, and it's adapted from a novel by China Mieville. Who is one of my favourite writers? Who is a he pervade, he, pers- he he writes books and he calls them strange fiction, weird fiction. In fact, doesn't call them strange fiction. He calls them weird fiction. <laughs> Let Are me get they it right. weird fiction? So they're kind of like science fiction, fantasy, etc. But he doesn't like doesn't like those terms. He thinks they're too restrictive. So he calls them weird. I fiction. I quite like weird fiction yeah, as a term because that, well, that's what it is. Yeah, it's just weird. Exactly. So what's it about? It's about weird it's stuff. got a mind bending um, concept. Oh God. Yeah. So I, instead of forcing you to watch it and review it and oh, you coming up with some that. special Steph reason why you didn't like it. Yeah. He didn't want you to slag it off. No, I, no, I didn't. I couldn't take it. Okay. It's too personal. No, I might, maybe I'd like it. Hold on a minute. Well, get, describe yeah, it to I'll me. Describe and I'll describe it. I'll, I'll try and describe the concept. The concept, the city and the city it's called. It's about two cities that <laughs> occupy the same geographical space alongside one another but the occupants of each city are not allowed to acknowledge the existence or any of the events that are happening in each other's cities. Oh God. Cold shoulder Try situation. to let that sink in. That is so stupid. So <laughs> David Morrissey plays a detective, Detective Borloo. And has he got to find someone in the other he's city that the, he's not allowed to acknowledge? Well, so he's a detective in, in, in the city, in yeah. one city. And this is there's the, the thing that differentiates the two cities, one of them is the one he's living in, it's quite run down Eastern European style. It's never specified where it is, but like it looks like a kind of, you know, like a kind of Poland or a Bulgaria or something like that. Yeah. It's got that feel to it. Um, and the other city is very sleek and Scandinavian looking with lots of kind of like straight lines. I would live and, there. Yeah. And like glass Ikea. And concrete. Yeah, a bit more Ikea y. Yeah. And he's in the in the kind of grittier Eastern European one. Right. There's been a murder. So yeah. a woman's been killed, a young woman's been killed, discovers the body. It turns out she was an activist against this whole two cities thing that the, the overarching kind of society, the government right. of this area, who won't allow the two cities to unite each other. She's been taken out. She's an activist against that. Yeah, and you think she's been taken out for campaigning against this ridiculous situation. Right. It is a ridiculous situation. And um, what I love about it is it's such a... Bri- and so it's kind of like, without... Without pushing it too hard, the idea of it is, well, we all walk around in South Cities in our Ugh, daily lives. Is it a social commentary? It is, oh, God. I'm so glad I didn't let you review it. <laughs> this is your attitude. I'm sorry. Yes, it's very lightly It's done. a sci-fi social commentary. Yeah. I'm not even using the word. Okay. I'm not using the word. I know you're not. It's not that word. It it's is that not, word. No. The word they're referring to, if you're not a long-time <laughs> listener, is dystopian. It is that It's voice. not dystopian. All right. I mean, it's semi-dystopian. It's so dystopian. Um, it reeks of it, Boyd. Yeah. Except quasi-dystopian. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, it's all about how we walk, in, we walk around in our daily lives and there's lots of things we don't, we, we choose not to see. And unsee is one of the phrases used in, in the book and in the show that you just cannot acknowledge these incidents going on. I think it's so well done. Imagine how you do that on a TV to adapt this incredibly complex concept into a TV show. They've done it very cleverly. So a lot of it is seen through the eyes of David Morris's detective and he literally goes out of focus when he looks... In the oh, outside weird. of the city, yeah, it's very clever, very very clever. Oh, that doesn't. It sounds innovative. It's innovative. It's riveting. It's brilliantly done. It's the city in the city. And it starts next Friday. And Steph, you got. I watch thank it. you for not making me watch it. Well, fair enough. But you it... should watch it because it's not on bloody Netflix. <laughs> what is it on? It's on BBC Two. Okay. How yeah. long is it? Is it just one? Four episodes. And are Four... they an hour each? An hour each. You can cope. Do you know what? I am going to watch it. Good. Just 
and I'll give you my verdict. Good. And finally, I watched um, Star Wars: The Lost Jedi over the weekend for the third time. Oh, I was about to say that's been out for. And I know, but I saw it. So when it came out, I mean, I remember you watched it belatedly, didn't you? I did, but that was a seating situation. Let's let's not fight. I watched it when it came out the cinema, and then I watched it about a week later. But this this is a big gap now, so it's now it's coming out on home video soon. I watched it on my American (laughs) iTunes account. There's just a couple of things I wanted to mention. I'm not going to. On, it's coming out on DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, Ultra 8, yeah. 4K, 4K Blu-ray, Great, fab. iTunes. I watched it on my American iTunes account. It's already, mm-hmm. it's already out there. And what? And I have to say, a couple of things I wanted to mention. One is, there's a brilliant director's commentary. You get all this when you pay for it on iTunes. And I tweeted over the weekend, Ryan Johnson, the director, I tweeted because he's done the commentary. And I said, oh, it's a brilliant moment in it where he says, I quoted, he de- wanted to de Palma a scene in the film, mm-hmm. as in stretch it out and make it like a Brian de Palma yeah, film. yeah. And I managed to refer to the wrong one. I said it was the Force Awakens. Oh my god! So I said, so I said in my tweet, oh, I love the bit in the Ryan Johnson's commentary for the Force Awakens, which he didn't direct at all, that he picked out this bit. But he liked it anyway. He liked my tweet. Ryan Johnson, director of fucking Last Jedi, liked my tweet, even though I got it wrong. So now I don't know whether he liked it because I got it wrong. It's like a riot, you know. Oh, ironic. This dude right. got it wrong. I haven't you directed the Force Awakens at all. And, and then one of my friends tweeted me going, uh, um, uh, you mean the Last Jedi? I was oh, like, I'm thanks for that. This then I was like, I couldn't delete the tweet because Ryan Johnson liked it. So now I've got this tweet no. out there for the Rever with oh me looking God. like an idiot. This is you looking like an idiot yeah. every this week. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Something. Well, last week, last week yeah. it was that Peter Pan thing yeah. or whatever. Looking like an idiot slot. Oh, so that was it's that. It's a new franchise. It's a new franchise. Uh, but I was ex- oh, just excited that Ryan Johnson acknowledged me. I know, but but you made an error. You did a boo-boo. It's That's, fine. I'm it, coping with oh, it. Oh, God. I'm oh, calling it Biab. Boy, does that And the other thing is that there's a brilliant documentary with it. You get this free, so when you buy it on iTunes, or I think it would same if you, when you buy it on mm. Blu-ray or DVD, there's that feature-length documentary about the whole making of this film from beginning to end, from the moment Ryan that Johnson got the great. job and his planning of this huge thing. And you know, I'll just tell you this one thing. The Force Awakens, the yeah, first one in this yeah. revived trilogy, and we've already also had the first Star Wars spin-off film as well. Rogue One. Rogue One. This film is bigger than those two films put together in terms of the number of sets... The number of scenes and the number of setups and no. the and the making of it and how long it took to do, yeah. No. It's like those two films put together. That's how complicated it was, which is interesting. It was mind complicated. Blowing. It is mind blowing. Well, there was a lot of because uh, it had that whole other world and everything. Whole other world. Um. Mm, so yeah, are they going to release that? Doc- can you only get that documentary? You get it on the, yeah on the on the any any home video release, I believe, of this film. Yeah. But are they going to release that independently? independently? No. No, come back separately. That'll be insanity. Go round to boys for a screening. You come oh, round. Okay, thank you. So yeah, that's brilliant. I loved well, that's it. That's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, I think that DVD is out uh, here on Blu-ray. Um, what are you laughing at? Okay. I'm laughing. Steph pulled a face. Did you? I pulled, yeah. What, I did pull a face. What, what was what was the face? <laughs> what was that? It wasn't anything. I really think that you know the clocks went forward. It's really kind yeah, of messed been... with my mind. Yeah, and I so, see yeah, that. So yeah, I've gone a little bit crazy today. I know. I feel that showed a lack of respect places. for the home video release of Star Wars The Last stop Jedi. It's home video. No one has home videos anymore. <laughs> well, you know, Mrs. Rip home entertainment. Home entertainment. Home video. What do you want me to call it? It's not being video. Uh, illegal video. streaming. <gasps> Is that what you want Ooh, me to call it? That, illegal no, downloading. Don't do anything illegal. Harsh here. but true. The official actual release of um, Star Wars The Last Jedi, I believe, is like the 9th of April or something. 
We will tweet time. out the face that I pulled. Steph's birthday. Just in case you were wondering. Yeah, yeah, that is my birthday. Is it? Yeah, 9th of April. Oh, yeah. I like Beautiful. that I remembered that and you didn't. No, oh. I didn't. Yeah, I know what Leanne B. George would be doing. Yeah, he was what he getting me. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's move on to our special look at the no. highlights of Are you, TV. You're not even taking... You, Boyd, Boyd, do you know what I was thinking? Because I, I listen back to our podcast, right? And I was thinking to myself... Why would you do I that? Bet people, I bet people do not really truly believe that every single week you forget that Kay and I do reviews news reviews news before this and I thought I bet they don't really believe but every week you do forget it's the format it's the format of the podcast what are you talking about but you do every week I forget and then you do it yeah anyway it's time for reviews news reviews news harumph anyway how many reviews have we got now right now wait a minute wait a minute wait now wait a minute I want to just establish something because someone said to me the other day it's like what are you going to do if you if you don't get it if you do get it what are you going to do so like and I was saying to them, well, do you know Good what? Point. No, we'll be very happy if we get our 100 by the end of April, our birth month. But I pointed out that... <laughs> it is our birth month. Birth month. Is yeah. that a phrase? Yes, it's, yes, now, it's like birth home month. release. That's home. how you, you know when you get certain stones that are like your birth stone. Yeah, it's a birth that month. Mine is a diamond for April. April is our birth month. Yeah. Anyway, right. I referred to the fact that a few episodes ago, when we said we were trying to get 100, you openly scoffed and said, well, it's just not going to happen, is it? Right. So then that led you me did. to think. You did. You are a scoffer. Uh, but I was right, though. So, so let me think. So, so I was not up yet. I was thinking about it and I thought, right, OK, if we do get it, then I think you should issue Steph and I and the pogs out there a formal apology. People on the ground. Will yeah. You, right. So you need to apologise. Will you agree to do that? Yeah. Okay, well. sure. OK. <laughs> and then because you'll be eating humble pie, I thought you can either bake us a pie or buy us something nice to eat. Maybe from, oh, I don't know, yes. say, Patisserie Valerie or something. Yeah, Pat Valerie's, Val. Valerie's Patisserie. Yeah. Okay. okay, brill. So you're agreeing to do that? Excellent. Well, if you get 100... Uh, By the end of April, our birth month. By the month. end of April. <laughs> end of April. Birth How many have we got now? Well, hold on, boys. You've agreed. Just say it. No, it's a verbal contract. You has, he has agreed. No. He's he agreed said yes. He said yes. I heard okay, him say yes. Okay, writing that down. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm excited because I haven't, I haven't looked for ages. So. Okay, well, as you know, I monitor it on a daily, hourly basis. So just tell us, where were we last week? Last week, we were on 74. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I it, thought we were... Had more than no, it was. A, <laughs> it was. I'm looking at John as if it's his fault. It was a. It was a mammoth yeah. challenge, and even John actually has to be said. Call this challenge ambitious. <laughs> this week we have. We were seventy-four before. Do you need a drum roll? Yes, please. <laughs> Eighty-two. Oh my god! We, wow. Now, Boyd. Yeah, get that. Get the money out for the Tishy Valerie cake. That's get only, the money out for the lads. That's yeah. only eighteen. We've really got eighteen anymore. to get in thirty-six days, oh, which I'm saying do is that. totally doable. Oh How goodness. awesome is that? You have to That's be genuine. So I can't be like fake, fake people. Like who you know. would you be fake to do well, it? You know. Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to set Cambridge Analytica on it. Oh, no, okay, no, that's not going to happen. These are real people. We are so grateful for you um, doing this because you know, obviously, we it means a cake to us, yeah, and are. we want a cake. Steph and I want a cake, and you guys deserve an apology from Boyd. <laughs> so, oh. this is what we've had. Oh God, Rachel Li, or maybe it's Rachelli. 22. Rachelli is a great name. Yeah. Rachelli, I'm going to call her. Rachelli, 22, says, can't wait for the next episode. Great podcast. Thanks, oh, Rach. Thanks, Rachelli. Is that all she said? Yeah. Okay. It's a short brief. one. Now, <laughs> keep, keep it, what I would say is a couple brief, of them Rachelli. have just rated us with stars and not with comments, and that's fine, because that counts. But, okay, you know. yeah. yeah. Right. Does it though? Yes. yes, it does, okay. Boyd. Right. Carry on. Right. So we've had one from a long-term listener who says... Um, Glad this podcast is around to highlight the good stuff 
to warn of the trash and to champion the trashy but good. And then, this is really sweet, they said, bravo and thank you to the team for watching all that content and still having the energy to put this together each week. Oh, How sweet that, is that? Who's that person? What's their name? Um, long-term listener. Oh. Long-time <laughs> listener, yeah. That is their name. I thought... That's what it says saying. on their driving licence. <laughs> right. We all did, yeah. <laughs> right. This is a great name. LL Cool J40. That is a great Already a dude. LL Cool J40. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great handle. And he says, his name's Lee, I had to install the huge lump of software that is iTunes just to leave this puny review. Oh, that is dedication. That is good, dedication. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think I'd do that. What have you installed, Boyd, for this podcast? <laughs> <right>? iTunes. <laughs> He says, it was worth it, though, as the show is very funny and informative. I've tried other box set review podcasts, and they just don't have the friendly feel of yours. Keep up the good work. Oh, wow. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Right. Is there more? Yeah, oh just my two good- more. Oh, now, my goodness. Right. Steph, brace yourself. Oh. Right. Oh Jim Arillo's no. got something to say. Jim Arillo? Yeah. Show me the way to Jim Arillo. <laughs> Show me the way to Jim Well, it's Mar- a Boyd fan. Or maybe I don't want to be shown the way to Jim Arillo. Well, uh-oh. Recommended podcast. Big fan of Boyd since the Richard Bacon Five Live show. What happened on that show? Everyone talks wow. about it. I mean, no, seriously, what was what was so good about it? Steph. Like everyone's like, oh, I loved him it's on just Five a mythical, Live. Mythical great land of. But I mean, how were you were you on there for a long time? What yeah, was I was on it? every week for about six years. What was the slot? It's a TV review slot. How long did you do? How long did it go on for? Like how, the an how hour. long? An was hour. It? It was okay. An hour every week. Okay. That is a long time. That's like brainwashing. Yeah. yeah. Length yeah. of time. God, people loved it. Yeah. Anyway, Huge. back to this review. Hold every week, was... every week, Richard used to say to me, there was like catchphrases, things you used to say every week to me. And the one that, the famous one that people bring out quite a lot. And funnily enough, um, uh, it happened this week for real. Is he used to say, is is this what you went to journalism school for? And is this, because you talk about Pete and he'd say, he'd say, what's on the cover of Pete? And I'd say, oh, it's like, you know, Jordan doing something or other. And he'd say, is that what you went to journalism school for? And there's a, in 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 um in thing is Alec Baldwin's podcast. Have you heard the new episode? No. Sorry for this lengthy interruption. It's it's valid. It's fine. He interviews it's Janice Min, who is the current. She's in charge of Hollywood Reporter, and she yeah. worked on Us Weekly for yeah, years yeah, and years yeah. and years, which is a similar magazine to Heat. And he actually talks about how did you, what she learned at journalism school. Did she use it when she worked for her Celebrity Weekly, Us Weekly? Oh my god. Anyway, carry on, Kay. Right. Wow. Jim Rulo goes on to say, "Good to hear he is on great form still." Oh, that's nice, Boyd. Jim Arillo. Steph, wait for it. Kay and Steph get a bit of get used to. (laughs) What? (laughs) But, hold on, what? No, look, it's a valid point. Kay and Steph take a little bit of getting used to. Get a bit of getting used to. Get a bit of getting used to. Well, Jim Arillo, that's... Jim Arillo in life as well as on podcasts. (laughs) But, listen, but once you settle in and forgive the obvious mistakes and irritations... (laughs) (laughs) This is certainly an unmissable podcast. One oh. thing, however, tunnel is nothing compared to the bridge. Listen, Jim Rillo, we appreciate your G- feedback. Do you know what, Jim Rillo? Those, no, those we... mistakes aren't obvious to us. So you know what? <laughs> you can say what you like, but we don't know we're making them, okay? Thank you very much for leaving that. We appreciate it. Um, and finally, right now, anyone who's a long-time listener will know that we had a fantastic review from C. Morris, 16-year-old art designer. Multi- multi-generational. Multi-generational. She texted in, well, left a review to say she's 16, she listens to us, we get through her coursework we get her through her coursework graphic our graphic student then mama tiggs got in touch she nearly crashed her car <laughs> she nearly crashed her car because she's the mother of c morris and didn't expect to hear Mind us talking blown. about her boyd, boyd actually said it was the best reviews news yeah you did boyd. and yeah, mama what, tiggs yeah. in her review mentioned that she was on her way to her mother's when she nearly crashed the car she's got new broadband who's got new broadband nana tiggs nana tiggs <laughs> well nana tiggs no. have been in touch oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. nana tiggs yeah 
Yay! Yeah. Nana Tiggs. And also, Nana Tiggs is very discerning because she only gave us four stars. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Are you joking? No. She only gave us four stars. What did we lose a star for? No, it makes me love her even more. And she's subject Too much reviews news, probably. Generational. Boyd? Just because he knows he's going to lose this bet. Couldn't resist adding to the generational review. Enjoyed the chat and especially the fun with daughter, Mama Tiggs, and granddaughter, C. Morris. Oh my God, that's we'll, amazing. We'll look forward to seeing the design and I'm safely at the kitchen table, i.e. because, you know, um, oh, yes, we Mama Tiggs. Right, okay. Mama Tiggs said that it was like listening to all her friends at a kitchen table. It's like a book oh. club for TV. And then from Nana Tiggs, and hope this gets you nearer the 100 reviews. It's a world first. It is absolutely a world first. I am We've only done the treble. upset we only got four stars. <laughs> <laughs> but... Four stars is a recommendation yeah but come on don't okay. complain don't All be right. don't Listen, be bitter that's 82 reviews we are tiptoeing half ever of them from the same family no Boyd <laughs> that's great it's, it's amazing we'll that. start thinking of what flavour cake we want from the Pac Val family yes. uh, yeah very and great. the apology that you were going to get that's why I called it intimate, in the most intimate, because it's like one family. We're sitting around with that one family, all three generations. Look, okay, the Tigs are our people. Yeah, we, oh, I love they them. were the same number as us, the Tigs. Yeah. Can we, are we moving on? Yeah. Yeah, just want to say thanks to the Pogs. Yes, thank you very for, much. Um, we do taking appreciate the time it. to do that. And I know we get a little bit of getting used to me and Kay. Don't, but don't come on. No, it's fine. No. Oh, it's fine. We take all constructive criticism. It's time to dig into the meat. Let's <laughs> dig in. Yum. It's starting with Ordeal by Innocence. Now, should we talk about why this was a yeah, bit we've of got a... to. Okay. Originally, due to come out at Christmas, it was going to be one of the BBC's big Christmas offerings. They've done this for the last two years, two years before this year, where they had big Agatha Christie adaptations written, adapted by the great Sarah Phelps, known on Twitter as Phelpsy. She's a legend. Who's She's she? brilliant. Met her a few times. She's a great writer. She's right for EastEnders. Ooh. Very loyal about that. You know how important EastEnders was to her career. Thank you. Yes, uh, she adapted Great Expectations. She's done a few. She's done Dickens, and now this is a, one of her major things. Is she she writes these incredibly bold, I think, um, stunningly daring adaptations. Going Christmas back to fans. and then there were none. She said, and then there were none. Was the first one a few years ago. Kay's looking at me. It's got that. Yeah. Is it? Is it bold and daring? Yeah, incredibly bold and daring. How so? Yes. Well, we'll talk about it when we review okay. this in full. We'll come back to we'll that. We'll come back to that. But I think most people, I think, and it's controversial, I think generally they're considered very bold and daring. So they don't, okay. they don't stick religiously to the books. They, they deal with sex and violence and uh, they deal with it in a very modern way that, you, what, that she writes about. She picks up the, you know, she's more interested in the... I'm, no, I'm now going the into what I said I wouldn't said, go into. You said you weren't going to go into it. I'm going to go into it. Anyway, they had to reshoot... A huge amount of this series. Pray because, tell why. Because one of the stars of it was accused of sexual assault. Ed Westwick. Ed Westwick, exactly. Stevenage, that's where he's from. Well, okay. Um, Not holding against Stevenage. No, so Lewis Hamilton. He Stevenage. denies the accusations, but it is a, it's still part of an ongoing investigation. I do believe so. Can't, yeah, shouldn't really get into it. But they did a, they did a, um, they did a thing that Ridley Scott did with his film, where they. Started to reshoot the whole thing, and I think the directors talked about um, how they were partly inspired by that. Well, if Freddie Scott did it with his film, we could do it as well, and they decided who to do it. Thank is God. Is the guy that he who did he play in this? Christian so, Cook. So Christian Cook, the actor, replaces him. He plays him. Mickey Argyle. Yeah. Mickey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. You know, I thought it was wrong. Cockney accent. Oh, they've done the, it the really, the wrong really well then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so all the cast came back. All the cast it. came back. Yeah. It wasn't all just a case of reshooting yeah. him, like shooting him. Yeah. Did they get paid again? I hope so. Um, they must have done. Also, what's difficult is that they they've filmed at different 
during a different season before. So then they're having to match everything up. Yeah. I read a great article yeah. about it. Yeah, there you go. Where was that article? In the Radio Times. Oh. Yeah, Manchester's Radio Times. Wow. Other TV magazines are available. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so it was special Christmas. They refilmed it, and now it's a big Easter TV treat, and it's going to be shown. Um, the, the, the previous ones were shown consecutive nights, which I liked, but this they're showing as a three-parter over three weeks. Kay, I'm going to mm. come to you because you are our official Agatha Christie, I feel, oh, in many ways, expert, so even though you were wrong about Poirot and no, his, and his portrayal in Murder on the Orient Express. But what is this all about, Ordeal by Innocence? Okay, Wealthy philanthropist Rachel Argyle is murdered. Now she is very she has a foundation for helping disadvantaged kids and she's adopted loads of children. Her husband Leo is not as keen like well he she keeps on coming back from trips with new children. Played and by the great Bill Nye. Yes. She's played by the great Bill Nye, in fact. Mm. Yeah, and it's, how do you say that? Nye, isn't it? Nye. What did you call it? Nye. Nye. No, no, it's just wrong. This Nye. is Leslie Nye. Rose yeah, all over got again. <laughs> got Nye. 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 Bill Nye. Is that not what I said? Bill Nye. You said... Nye. 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 The end is Nye. Like the end is Nye, yeah. Yeah. The end anyway, is Nye. Um, she, yeah, she adopts all these children. She's brutally murdered. Her son, who's they considered a bit of a wrong and Jack Argyle, played by Anthony Boyle, is accused of the murder. He's put in prison. And even though he protests his innocence, and he ends up dying in prison before he can... You know, he's, he's not acquitted. He just dies still protesting. He had nothing to do with this. Fast forward 18 months, and this kind of strange scientist um, called Dr. Arthur Calgary, played by Luke Treadaway, arrives on the scene and kind of sets the cat amongst the pigeons because he says that he's got concrete proof of um, Jack's alibi, that he didn't do it. Meanwhile, the family's sort of moving on with their lives. The father, Leo, is just about to marry his um, secretary, Gwenda. And so you just get the vibe that no one's really wanting to take this guy seriously because then if they confront that, they're facing the fact that it actually could be one of the children who actually did her in and who all have genuine motives. Did her in. Who did her in. Did her in. Yeah. Oh, and just to say, so Mickey Argyle is one of the sons, um, one of the adopted children, and Christian Cook has taken over the role from Ed Westwick. Yes, yes. And that is it. You're and Alice Eve plays, um, she's Gwendolyn. The new, she, yeah, yeah, she plays she's the new, the, his new, he's getting married to her, yeah. And Morven Christie plays the, um, yeah. the housekeeper. The great Morven Christie from the A Word. Matthew Good, did you mention him? <gasps> he's No, he's brilliant. He's, he is the wheelchair-bound um, ex, ex-kind-of-army dude. He's the husband of husband one of, of the Husband of Ellen Tomlinson. Daughters. Yeah, Pole Dark Lady. Pole Dark. It's star-studded. It's a Star-studded. Really and Bill Nye. Well. Oh, Bill Nye. Do you know what? Bill I can watch anything with him in, even though I don't have to say so. It's great. I know. Can we call him Bill Nye? It's fine, isn't it? What about you? I know because Kay and I are, are both, I feel it's safe to say, devotees. Yeah. Um, maybe aficionados even mm. of the great Christie. Yeah. Fan, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, particularly these adaptations by Sarah Fox, and I'm about to explain yeah. in a minute why they're so bold. Yeah. Having been challenged on that, would specifically. you also explain how they're daring? Because that would and be great. daring, yeah, <laughs> bold and daring. Did you find it bold or, or daring? Daring I or bold, either or? Absolutely loved it, and I was really upset that I couldn't watch any more of them because they weren't all released yeah. on our previews thing that we watch it on. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I loved everything. I thought that all of the sets, all of the costumes, every single. You know, sometimes when you watch these things and you've got like a couple of people are really, really good. Yes. And then a couple of people are phoning it in. Do you know what I mean? And when an ensemble cast, you're like, oh, you're just there to wear those nice dresses. When you're contrasting this with Crooked House, which was yes. on Channel 5 that oh, we reviewed, yeah. let's, yeah. let's think about that. absolutely bowled over. It had perfect pace. Because I, I, don't, I don't know the stories at all. I don't no. know the story, so I don't know who did do it. So I'm 
genuinely intrigued. I thought everyone was perfectly cast. And I did, I have to say, because I knew there was a bit of controversy, I did spend a bit of time going, who was he? And looking for little mistakes. Mm. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was great. And I just, I don't think we see Bill. That's our, our friend Bill. Nine. TV and Nine. I just don't think we do because he's just perfect in everything he does. And I, I love the whole thing. I, I honestly have got not one bad thing to say about it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, okay. I too loved it. Because I think it reeks of high quality. It's classy. Top class. Yeah. Top quality. Um, I liked it more. Th- so you know Orient Express, we joke about it a lot. Boyd and I went to see the film. Yes. And I, I preferred this to that because with with oh, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express, there's such a long build up to the crime. Mm. Whereas this, the crime's taken care of very swiftly within like... 10 minutes she's first been 10 done minutes. in yeah and then it's all about the story unraveling who's got the motives what happens who's done what and that's why the pace was very good it's like very lavishly filmed boy did yeah. you like it I loved it yeah I think I think um, that these this Sarah Phelps yeah, Agatha Phelps. Christie the Phelps Christie effectively collaboration obviously yeah. it's a collaboration yeah. from Beyond the Dead in terms of Christie how many has she done this is a third it's a collab. Yeah, I'm just yeah, confirming. It's definitely it's, a collab. Yeah. Three, three, three. Three's a trend. Three big, three big, big series. Yeah. Um, the middle one was Witness for the Prosecution. That was that was the oh, middle one. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Um, and as I said before, they are bold and daring. And here's why. I'll explain why. So, because it, it's easy to forget, but most Christie adaptations in the past, and I include actually, funnily enough, Murder on the Orient Express, the Ken Branagh version, more than the, the more than 1970s version, Albert Finney version, which I love. They've kind. There's a lightness to them. Do you know what mm. I mean? There's a kind of. There's a kind of almost like a kind of wryly comic tone to them. That they're fun. You know, old draw. You know, they're. You know, think about the Peter Ustinov ones. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. those ones are classic. Oh, yeah. So they're lovely and enjoyable. But they're definitely like they were played almost half the time for laughs. Mm. Like, isn't Poirot this funny guy? You know, this funny big. Belgian guy yeah. jokes about him being Belgian, not French. It's definitely a lightness to them, and that was that was the way of doing. And I'd even go as far. I know you're a huge fan of the Pro TV series. Do not go there. I'm going there. You know, again, there was I like a wry, there was a tone though. of wry. No, yeah, not all of them. Oh, oh, no, not all I, of them. I, I do think they are slightly, but, but, but like I think it's char- char- just. I think you're doing in, 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 in a charming way. Yes. No, no, charming. no. In a just, I don't. I do. This is a belittling of. Yeah. No, no, because there's wrong with it being. It's not belittling. It's not belittling. I'm not belittling. Okay, what I'd say is. I knew this would go. Poirot, yeah. especially the David, Su- David Suchet version, yeah. were far from a comedy. No, no, no. I, I, I never that's said, all I'm saying. That's no, all I'm okay. saying. I no. agree with... I, this has never <laughs> happened before, but I do I have to say, I do think you're right, Boyd, that they did have... There Traitor. was a slight... Lightness was, a slight, was what I said. There, yeah, but I, I didn't say they were comedy. True. Played for laughs. I mean, the used, no, the used laughs. enough ones. The used enough Let, ones. If, I mean, all it? I would say is... Let's just let me listen to what I'm saying. The Ustinov ones, the right, the the, the Suchet ones, less so, less so, especially as time wore on. Very dignified the, version of Poirot. Dignified, of course, completely. These ones are all about what's within Agatha Christie, which was extraordinary about her stuff, her novels. When you go back, particularly when you go back, is that they are unbel- and, and I hate using the word dark all the time about everything, but mm. it is darkness. It's bitterness. Of course, it's dealing with murder and like the the. You, you say, know, of course, but... but no, but I don't think it's like a controversial say it was dark because you're looking no, at the but, roots of murder and but what that brings makes it, it, all the more interesting that all these, a lot yeah. of these, so many previous adaptations mm. emphasise the lightness rather than the darkness, even though they did. It's almost fun. You know, who done it's a fun? It's like a game of Cluedo, you know? Yeah. And, and, that, and they kind of followed a fairly formulaic I feel like approach. Kate's going to rip She's your really furious out. about this theory. But she I'm, looks I'm, so I'm angry. Sorry. No, it, 
So these, what the brilliant thing about the Phelpsy versions, and she hadn't even read Agatha Christie till she adapted and then they went on famously. Case curious about that. She, wow. she establishes an incredibly um, dark, twisted, yeah. perverse they are tone. Twisted. twisted, bitterness. Sinister. Sinister. Mm. Um, um, you know, everyone's angry. Everyone's got horrible, dark secrets, which is all from in there. It's all in the original source material, but that's what's brought out brilliantly. And there's just an atmosphere of foreboding and mm. and kind of just people, everyone being horrible. Hooked, everyone yeah. kind of being horrible, and yeah. that is uh, what They've I love all about got these. Motives, they? They're all like, yeah, there's no, yeah. they're all nasty bastards. And that's what I love about it. And I think she does that so clever. And I think she's also been paired with brilliant directors. So the director of this one is Sandra Goldbacker, and she does a great job as well. And they just. They just it, uh, uh, the middle one. You say you know, but how come you say they're bold and daring? It's these winners for the prosecution. The middle one that came out now, like two years ago. Half of the whole thing, and people complained about it. Was it in a direct filmed in a green murky tone? Literally, the whole thing was in this like brownie green murk. I don't know mm. if you remember. Oh gosh, and then, actually, you know what? Yeah, exactly. It was, and I I, I loved it. It was incredible. And then. In the when because the story without wanting to spoil it in the end is like f- for some of the people involved suddenly everything becomes clear and it did literally visually mm. there was a kind of cl- sudden clarity to the images and all of that I think is so clever and smart and interesting and she I think Sarah Phelps writes these these adaptations with incredibly detailed like visual ideas of what to do and then she's paired with these print directors I think that this combo of her and Christie is one of the great things that's happened to television in recent you times love and I hope they carry on I know she's already doing another one she's commissioned to do the next one and I loved it and I think this is the best so far because I think she's even more taken the darkness to a whole new level now just one scene and I'm going on you the scene, are passionate yeah Kay's, Kay's moving me on but if she didn't argue as much with my theory then it wouldn't, we wouldn't have got this far <laughs> Just don't break I'd the pick beast out the scene. All I'd say is Matthew Good taking oh, the dude to lunch. He is fantastic. Incredible, you know what I'm saying? I'd already yeah. spoil it. Things happen over that lunch it's that shouldn't tense. happen during a lunch. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Five stars from me. Five stars from me. Five stars from me. Well All done, Phelpsy. Christmas Phelps. Well done, everyone. Ordeal by Innocence. Easter Sunday. Easter Day? Easter Sunday? What do we call it? Um, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. You, right. Now, did you just say that they're doing it over three weeks and not in a... Yeah. Oh, that is so irritating. Yeah, that's why, why you haven't had the second episode yet. But why didn't they do it... But they had to like bloody the refilm the whole thing, didn't they? They're still uh, editing also, it. that's just a way of consuming stuff. You can't always have everything it's you want no. instantly. I want to consume it. It would have been a really nice thing Right, well, then you'll have to opt out. Christmas. Opt Delayed out. gratification. Just be patient. Not everything can be like Netflix. Um, BBC One, Sunday the 1st of April, 9pm. Five stars all round. Five stars all round. Bold and daring. Let's move on to Deep State, which is our first ever Fox UK Fox channel. So you may or not you may or may not know that the do you know the Fox channel in the UK is a completely different beast to the Fox channel in America. I didn't know. So in America two different foxes. Two different foxes. They're all obviously owned by the same people. Mm. But in America the Fox Channel is is a network. It's like NBC, ABC's mainstream one of the five American networks, four CBC. American networks, and um, it's the home of the Simpsons and big mainstream shows, mm-hmm. but it definitely follows that network American TV model. Whereas this Fox Channel in the UK is more like a kind of premium cable channel, more like mm. an HBO or a Showtime or a Sky Atlantic. It's more high-end daring things drama scripted shows so it's more like their channel fx in america has stuff that is on the fox channel here just to be really confusing and confuse you all but this is I'm the gonna first need a web diagram. yeah this is fox uk channel's first ever homegrown commission funnily enough 
So they've made they've commissioned this show, this eight-part drama called Deep State, and it's going to be shown around the world on different channels, but it's all part of the Fox channel here. Now that I've explained that, I'm going to go to Steph, who's going to explain what the F this show's about. Oh, wow. And I didn't even need to go into it, did I? But no, but you really did Apologia. That is interesting. Thanks. It, it is. <laughs> Barely. It was a daring and For TV attempt. industry insiders, it's yeah. interesting. They'll be excited about that. <laughs> okay. Um, Brilliant. Right. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> well done, you. Pat him on the head. But that's what it's about. Okay, so starring the absolutely wonderful, brilliant and great Mark Strong. He is an ex-spy and he's living this idyllic life in the Pyrenees with his wife and two daughters and it all seems lovely and he's just there like, making furniture and having a great time. Then he gets a call, Okay. A scary call. Yeah. And it turns out that he's an ex-spy and he's been called back into the field to go back into the field. To... He hasn't been called in the field. Yeah, been called in the field. Come out to the field. Well, yeah, no, he has not been called <laughs> in the field. Oh, no, he, they sort, he sort of was, but we won't go into that. People in the field. Right. <gasps> Simultaneously, you're seeing that there's an operation. There's like a CIA operation uh, trying to uh, kill some nasty bastard. Anyway. He's called back to the London offices where he is told that Harry, yes, Harry, has been killed. And he's shown a photo of Harry being killed. Who he? Who he? He is his estranged son, okay, who now work, who wanted to follow in his footsteps and now works the CIA. Played by Joe Dempsey out of Skins. Yes, and he's also And Game of Thrones. So now he needs to go and find out who killed Harry, why they killed Harry, and... More importantly, shoot those responsible. Yeah. (laughs) And get those nasty bastards. Um, his wife, incidentally, has no idea that he's no. an ex-spy. And she, she's she been goes messing around in his stuff. <laughs> yeah. She thinks he's like an ex-banker. Yeah. He's given up banking. Yeah. 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 Kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Steph, what did you think of this first ever homegrown commission for the Fox Channel in the UK? Do you know what I thought? God, for a ho- first ever homegrown <laughs> commission of the Fox Network in the new UK, this is absolutely... Ruddy, bloody fantastic. Oh, good. I love Mark Strong. Yeah. Um, One of the great baldies of our time. Oh, he is. He looks he a bit really like Tucci. Is. I said this to you earlier. Yeah, another Stunning great baldie, yeah. Tucci may be the greatest baldie oh, yeah. of our time. Yeah. Tucci looks like Boyd. Oh, that's some people yeah. say. Now, I I, funnily Tucci. enough, in, in a, on a special secret project I've been working on, you know we have the masthead in heat every week, so every week we're asked a question. Yeah. Um, and we answer it. We did that in this new thing I'm working on, which will come out mm. soon. Get your own masthead idea. And th- that question was, who will play you? in the film of your life. And I, of course, picked Tucci because other people have compared me to him. Yeah. And the editor of this thing was furious. was like, no, you can't pick Tucci. I'm like... Oh, God, who did she think you look like? She's like, he's much too tall. I'm like, (gasps) first of all... Heightism, heightism of the world. That's worst. outrageous. Yeah. And secondly, he's not that you're tall. To you, he's too tall. Tall, tall. And by the way, he's not that tall. I mean, he's taller than me. So is everyone. I'm back. I'm taller than you. I'm not taller than you. But... Yeah, she was furious. So I literally had to go into my... Because I knew people who tweeted me. Like one lovely person tweeted me a couple of years ago saying, Sonny uh, Tucci's and I thought Get it was proof. you. I had to show a proof. Like, yeah, Did she allow it then? She allowed it. She allowed it, yeah. Mm. yeah. Who, anyway, are, who else if not Tucci then? Who I else mean, if that's... not Tucci? Exactly. Mark Strong. Mark Strong, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moby, now, now, Moby, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Mark Strong is too tall to play you. Yeah, but, he is. He yeah. is. A, he's a tall man. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, Mark Strong is amazing. I can watch him in anything. Um, I thought it was right now. I'm a huge Homeland fan, as you, fan, as you know. Homeland. Homeland, yeah. which is on now. It's, it's, Are you keeping up with it? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, wow, it's okay. really good. I'm on episode six. Okay. It's brilliant. Um, it is very much in the vein in the of Homeland. Even down, even down to the um, 
opening title sequence. Oh, yeah. um, but I don't mind that because mm. um, I still thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was really, really intriguing. I think Mark Strong is perfect in these kinds of roles. And I, yeah, I, you. the great thing about this is the first episode is really exciting because you get to the end and then you're like, I've got to watch the next yeah. episode to find out. Brilliant which ending. I, there is a, such mm. a fantastic Spoiler ending. Alert, no, don't spoil it. Um, no, 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 I'm not going to spoil it. There's such a fantastic ending that I, lo- I love it when their yeah. last uh, three minutes makes mm. you want to binge watch it. I'm going to shock you here. You, I'm going to be really shocked if you just say you didn't like it. No, 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 I love it. It's way better than Homeland. Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah. See? Especially starts lashing out a poro. No, 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 no. No, we're going to have to pause here. Okay. Right. We're going to have to get a nutshell. reason that you think it's better than Homeland. Okay. Let me let me point something out to you. If there's home, fingers no, 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 going no, no, right. akimbo here. There was a okay. palm. If, now there's, can I just, listeners, there's two fingers being raised. Okay. John if Dan's expired in if the corner. Homeland has started uh, simultaneously with Deep State, okay, and we c- were comparing and contrasting these two shows, you would no way be saying that Homeland, uh, that Deep State was better than Homeland. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It's okay, t- well, he has said it. No, 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 but, no. He wouldn't so, be saying it. Do you want to hear what I think? No, oh, I'm, worried, I'm not allowed you, to finish no, my, my... You won't be saying it's only because no, Homeland's on point. series You're, you're being inflammatory and now Steph's all rolled off and it's going to go on for hours. No, it, no I'm not. I'm right. just saying you so wouldn't be saying that. So what I It's only because it's on series seven. Anarchy Tell me what, what else you think I'll of this exp- one show that you've only watched one of where what, Homeland has got a long history. Furious. Oh God, you really made me go red. I know. Go on. Before we hear what Kay thinks, I let, I'm just going to say, what, I'm just trying to say that was my way in to explain you why I like it so much. Well, you chose the wrong door. I'm a fan of Homeland. I've always liked Homeland. Homeland's great fun and it's it, it's great. It's not fun, boy. It's <laughs> it serious. Is fun. It is fun. He thinks everything's it's a comedy. A See, first Agatha Christie was a comedy and now this. Bit, yeah, it's also played for laughs. Anyway, now I'm joking. It's a bit too much Bit too much of thingy crying in, in Homeland, obviously. Like a lot She's of got a very stressful job. Know, yeah. No, the reason why I think this is even, even better. Okay. It's because scene for scene, I think the great thing about this show is scene for scene, it's made sure that it feels incredibly real and authentic. So I think, like, was a, for me, Homeland occasionally, and it's fine, it's within, it's within its whole tone of it, can go over the top and be a bit ridiculous, a bit preposterous. I don't think that's controversial. You're a bit ridiculous and a bit Whereas this, for me, every step of the way, and I've seen two episodes, every step of the way, it's very, very real. And I think that's yeah, a real triumph. I agree with that. Thank you. Kay, I haven't seen think? Homeland, though. <laughs> oh. Anyway, let's move on. Um, I <laughs> She's really like, cutting it down, isn't she, in this bit? You can, like, the reviews news, that can go on for hours, I know, literally. I know. This she bit, makes the actual boy, you know the what, meat, boy? suddenly the meat has been cut to she the bones. Boy, she makes her Please own do not lash out at the pogs, yeah? I was thanking the pogs for I'm not only lashing out because you're, you're self-censoring us from reviewing these things in you're depth, which is the USP of the pogs. I am really furious that you could compare it to something like seven series. And you've watched two hours of this. I re- I'm right. really actually. We've all got something that. to be furious about right now. Um, I it's loved it. It's completely not valid. <laughs> I'm just going to say I loved it to move on. But I loved it. I loved all the double crossing. I loved the multi locations. It's filmed. Re- Does anyone remember the state? We reviewed it. It was on Channel Four. Yeah. It's about yeah, the tourism. And right. there's filming in well, supposedly in Beirut. There's just this rawness to it that I think is really great. And I hope that people watch this in the same way because this could be on BBC, and I'm sure it'd do really well. And I hope that. People tune in to Fox yeah. if they don't, you know, because yeah. not everyone yeah, might it have it. it on BBC, actually. It would do very well. It's a, it's a really good drama. It could be on HBO. It could be on Sky Atlantic. That's the, that's the quality we're looking at. Why has done this? Though? Well, that's I'm a good surprised. point. It's his first TV project yeah. for about five years. Because it's the script. Because it's a brilliant yeah. role for him. He's and he is, like, again, to talk about, you see a bit more of it in episode two. I know Kay wants us to move on because it's not as important as reviews news. But <gasps> the actual point is, he is like a kind of 
real James Bond. You know, it's like yeah. what he has to do, and you see more of it in episode two, is what he will do is horrible, but it's very, very incredibly gritty and real and believable. And I think that's why I took the role, because it's such a brilliant thing to see a spy, essentially, but in fully three dimensions. Like It's like, it is, yeah. it is the truth behind James Bond. Let me put it that way. And I love James Bond. See, there's an example. I love James Bond. You can never beat James Bond. But James Bond is played for laughs. James Bond has a lightness to it. This is the seriousness. Boyd. Similar yeah, thing. I don't know. James believe. Bond is different from Poirot. Just because it, you think that about James icons. Bond doesn't icons. mean icons. the same icons. thing about Poirot. Icons. We've got to move on because there's more reviews news. Um, okay, listen. Um, just, no, just before we move on, I've just got to say something. Now, people on the ground... People... People on the ground listening, if you feel that I have read out too many reviews or you don't want, if you want me to stop doing this, if no. you don't want us to get 100 by April, okay. by all means, just let me know. <laughs> because I've had enough. I've had enough. Yeah, I, that's it. She's you've thrown her hands in the air. You've, you've attacked Poirot. You've attacked Reviews I, News. You've attacked the Pogs and I'm not having it. Can I just ask a question? Have I ever tried to move you on from Reviews News? No, but you have brought ah. it up many times. Have you ever tried to move me on from the Reviews? Steph. Thank you. I'd no more. Say no more. Come on, let's move on because I really hate this next show no and I really want to get into more. it. Deep right. State Deep will be State. on Fox the 5th of April, Kay. 9 p.m. How many stars? Say no more. How many stars, Kay, are you giving Deep, Deep State? State? Four and a half stars. Stephanie Seelan. I am very tempted to go five on this one again. And, I, and that temptation is leading me to go five. <laughs> I'm going to go four and a half as well. Well... That's unfair. Well done, everyone, for reviewing it properly. Let's just calm down, okay? Take a chill. (laughs) Calm down. Finally, Kiss Me First is arriving on Channel 4, Mm. Bank Holiday Monday, Easter Monday, the 2nd of April at 10pm. It is the new project from Brian Elsley of Skins fame. He co-created Skins with his very own son. And this Mm. is, it's essentially, it's a combination of live action and computer-generated virtual world sequences. It's based on Lottie Mogak's debut novel, Kiss Me First. And it's all about this um, teenage girl called Layla, played by Tallulah Haddon, who is in Taboo. And it's all about the fact that her mother's just died. So when we meet her at the beginning of the series, she's quite um, gloomy and she's mourning. Um, she's quite, she feels quite shy and lonely figure. In, in her, her release comes in her bedroom when she goes onto a computer and she, she joins this world called Azana, which is like a virtual reality world where you play games and you can just kind of exist really as well. And she has an alternate avatar called Shadowfax. She meets another woman there called Mania, who in real life is called Tess, oh, played by Simona Brown from The Night Manager. And there's this secret paradise within this virtual world called Red Pill, and that is kind of led by this guy called Adrian, played by Matthew Beard. And it's and towards the end of the first episode, you get the sense that he wants to kind of recruit people to this kind of special world. And it's all very interesting and unusual. I get the sense, Steph. I just get the sense. I don't know. I don't know how I got the sense. Maybe from you saying something like, I really want to review this third one because I hated it, that you're not entirely keen on the show. I literally would have liked to do anything else with 50 minutes of my life than watch this. I hated Every single minute of it. I know. I really hate it. I really, really hated it. I thought the... Do you know what? When it first started, I was like, oh, this is going to be really interesting drama about how this girl's going to cope now her mum's passed and blah, blah, And then... And then it went on to a cartoon. I was like, what 
the hell? Didn't go on to a cartoon. It did. She turned into a cartoon. It was virtual reality. She's oh, it's in honestly, the virtual world. Yeah, but it's crap. It's just I hated it Ooh. so much. No, it's, I'm gonna have to intervene. I don't think it's crap. It's well done. It's highly ambitious. The and cartoons I think it's, are very well drawn. No, in the whole thing, I, on paper. I thought I was going to hate this like you because I was like, oh, God, really? And actually, it's good I didn't read about it before I watched it. I think for what it's achieved, it's, it's very ambitious and it's very well produced and acted. And actually, for what it is, I did enjoy it. But I, I won't watch another episode because it's just not my bag. But the one, my one problem with it is, because it does, it flits seamlessly between the real world and this kind of virtual world. Mm, not seamlessly enough for uh, but Steph. my only thing is, with acting anyway, like... It's a suspension of belief anyway at mm. watching a drama, right? And then to, when it flits to this other world, which is then another layer of like, you're gonna have to suspend your belief. When they're and not it, established it actors your, that you know anyway. It's yeah, it's just so confusing. I just think the mixed media, it kind of breaks up the, like your attention and your, your brain is having to realign to, oh right now this is the fake world. And I just think that that over time, I'd find this less gripping than just a normal drama. But I recognize it's ambitious. And a world within a world within the world. Just why? I really didn't like it. I didn't, I just, I thought the whole way through this first episode, you're just like, what is the thing that this girl's got? What is it? And that's the only question throughout the whole thing. And I just found, I just found it so, I couldn't watch, I couldn't watch it. I would never watch anything like this again. And I, I just, I couldn't stand it. Did you like it? I really loved it. No, I honestly, I just thought it was, I didn't understand I don't know, maybe when you watch more of them you un understand the point you of get it. I the thought theme? it was a bit weird. <laughs> I did. It was Clearly. Weird. And then didn't it's you her get, way of coping and it's yeah, like she's got a community. Get, like, didn't you get the, yeah, the, the, there's, a, I think, a really lovely idea in it or a very interesting idea in it, which is that um, she finds her escape, literally, in this virtual world and, there, and her personality yep. in the real world is quite, you know, buttoned up and she's mm. grieving. And then this, she goes, she literally flies in, swoops down and that's the first thing you see yep. when she goes into the virtual world and she's having it's fun, escapism. she's more open. It's escapism. And she meets this great other girl and, they, and they get great... on and then she meets is? the girl in real life. Right. And it's very interesting. And, but... Over, over, above, and above, above and beyond that, which I found that all very interesting and very believable, actually. I found it completely convincing. I think she's great, mm. um, Tallulah Haddon, as the, main, as the main girl. Is this idea that's creeping up on you slowly in, in, towards the end of the first episode of this, of this kind of like a cult, yeah. like this little this yeah. world. And, and, like, and I find that fascinating. Who, yeah. are, who are right. like kind of struggling with real life, who yeah. kind of find solace in yeah. this. And they're being yeah. recruited. And that, that how, where that's going to go. What? My, it's my greatest fear in life that actually... It's so easy to retreat from actual life now. Yeah. And I, but I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea at all. You don't that have to like the idea to, yeah. to, to appreciate the drama, though. Uh, yeah, I sort of well, do. do. I, I sort of do because I think I don't like this whole idea that's like, oh, she, she's just, she can't, like, she hasn't got any friends, blah, blah, blah. So she's going into this. And, and don't, the other people in the world don't seem that great for her. I just like the whole thing is just weird. I don't. I didn't. Well, like you don't it at know. All. I think. Yeah. Who I knows? think the Lodger's a very funny character. I can't remember. Oh, his the name. Lodger's great. He's yeah, great. really funny. Yeah. He's inappropriately like walking around in his pants and all that. Thespian. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I think. I, th I think. It's, I think you're absolutely hundred percent. Do you think people are going to like this? Honestly, do you? People. I, I mean, think people would like it. I think people would be. I mean, I was going to say. Open-minded. <laughs> yeah, you said it. People no, be more open-minded than I you. I think you've got to be open-minded. Some people will take against it. I thought it was really well done because the ambition again. Mm. Bold and daring, B and D. And I love that actually E4 are doing something like this. Channel you know, 4. 
I thought it was E4. No, it's on Channel 4, oh. which is even better because it's, it's you know, yeah, you might expect it to be on E4 because it's about teenagers, you know, but it's not, no. Oh, it's Channel like, 4? Yeah, and it's got, wow. you, know, you know, to get on a, on a TV budget to do a CGI alternate world storyline is really big and bold and I think yeah. it pulls it off. Good one, Channel 4. Good one, Fox. Yes. Two channels getting our commendation yeah. this week. No. How so many no. stars? Kay, how many stars? I'm giving it four stars. It's a four from me. Four stars. Yes, it's for really show. good. It's not really good. No, um, two and a half, and that is being so generous. The cartoons are very good, though. The cartoons. It not is cartoons. The CGI. But uh, what aren't they cartoons? Would you not? Or you not say that? What would you say? What would so you virtual call them? characters? Virtual it's like world. saying Ready Player One is cartoons or um, Avatar's cartoons. Avatar. It's the same thing, isn't it? Avatar no, goes to the real world cartoony. to the Avatar world. These are much more cartoony. Mm. It's cartoons. a move on. Kiss me first, give it a go, listeners. Mm. If be open-minded. Mm. <laughs> Starts on Bank Holiday Monday, the 2nd of April, on Channel 4 at 10 o'clock. And finally, it's that time. It's question time. In honour of the new Agatha Christie adaptation of Ordeal by Innocence, of whatever you think of it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what is your favourite Agatha Christie thing ever? Kay. Well, it won't surprise anyone that my, the thing I love most about Agatha Christie is Hercule Poirot, the Belgian detective, who has been in 33 novels, one play, and I think it's 50 short stories. Isn't that a great fact for you? Great fact. Now, something else I wanted to tell you was Poirot has been the only fictional character to receive an obituary on the front page of the New York Times. Do you think that's incredible? That is brilliant, yeah. Oh. Do you think that's amazing? That is amazing, Do you yeah. want to give him a bit of props for that? I'm giving him massive props. And the only other thing I wanted to tell you is, as you're both looking at your phones... I'm checking something. Mm, is, this is a description... Always from, checking, yeah, that's this me. This is a description, listen, listen. While you're, you know, go on, yeah. This is a description from Captain Hastings about him. And I, I just want to tell you this quote, and then you just go away and think about Murder <laughs> on the Orient Express. <laughs> The neatness of his attire was almost incredible. I believe a speck of dust would have caused him more tr pain than a bullet wound. Okay. Just wow. think about that that waistcoat for a little bit. Oh, I need more time, Boyd. Can you? So, was your, your choice? Answer? Your choice is like Poirot. Yeah, as a fictional character. As a fictional as character. Best creation. Her best creation. And would you pick? So you're picking all the Poirot. Him as a literary character. As a literary character. Yeah. Excellent. And then I was just reading out Captain Hastings things just to reinforce that Kenneth Branagh's portrayal of Poirot was not... Still not letting it go. I'm just, Still just, clinging just saying. On. Just dealing with the facts. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go in Poirot as well. Are you? Yeah. But my very specific Poirot is the 1974 Sidney Lumet-directed version of Murder on the Orient Express starring Albert Finney as Poirot. And um, it is a brilliant, in my opinion, film in its own right. Because I, so for me, it's all about, I mean, it's fairly, it's, it adheres it, it fairly closely to the novel. I don't know the extent to which the, um, the particular uh, costume and uh, look of Poirot is accurate. But all I care about is it's a really good film in its own right. And it tells the story brilliantly. It's got an incredible cast playing those roles. And unlike, uh, part of what I didn't like so much about the Ken Branagh version was I felt that all the big stars that he lined up to play the the passengers on the train, the suspects... Didn't get enough air time, They kind of got they? one scene yeah. each, maximum. Whereas in this version, in the 1974 version, 
um, they get much more juicy stuff to get into. And it's a great film that I love watching fairly repeatedly every now and then on uh, DVD or Blu-ray. So you can get it on, they released it on Blu-ray when this version came out. So you can get it on really nice um, remastered Blu-ray. Get it. Murder on the Express. Now, Steph. Right. I have got that thing where you know, like, I know I've watched loads of Agatha Christie things, but I'm not sure what which ones they are, which I know is terrible. So I'm just having a very quick look. Um, I would probably say the fact that Mousetrap is still on. Oh, Mousetrap is terrible. Oh. oh. Yeah. I know it's a bit of an Ag- Agatha Christie backlash because I love Agatha Christie. Sorry. I went to see it. I many, haven't many seen years. it, but I, w- I was just going to say the fact that it's still oh. is it the longest running play of all yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Western, you can't I think pick that's... that if you haven't seen it. No, 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 I can't. I just was going to say. I was Are just, you just saying reading that as through aside. Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to check which ones I've seen because well, just pick something. Like, what about? Um, do you like Miss Marple? Is Miss Marple Agatha Christie? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, Miss Marple every all day, every day. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when there's loads of things on, and you're not yes. actually sure. Yeah, I'm going to pick Miss Marple. Oh, great gal. Great gal. <laughs> on that note, on that mm. frankly undeniable and yep. perceptive note, yep. um, it's time for me to say goodbye. Sorry about the arguing in the middle of the podcast. They all got a bit out of hand. We'll, we'll make friends. John Dan wanted to, you know, stressed out, I think. Um, sorry for going on about reviews, news and celebrating you, Pogs. I'm nev- not sorry for anything. Never criticise that ever. Never never cut you short from doing that. Yep. Let me emphasise that yet again. <laughs> I embrace Reviews News as we all embrace all the elements of the podcast. Thank I, you very much. I need make no apologies <laughs> no, for no anything. Pa- no apologia needed. Well, close-mindedness, but anyway. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Do you know Wait. what? Why don't you meet me outside <laughs> Yeah, and we'll have a little I chat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> invite you outside. We're yep. a fight. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, I wasn't expecting that. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me.